was, you know, kind of living her life, dating, and not thinking that she could get pregnant. Because that's how we started so young. That that's what we're looking forward to. Like we've never had freedom as adults. That's what I'm saying. I and that's when you get held up, though. That's when you get held up. Like I just want to live my life. I do not want to have to worry about did you eat today. I don't want to have to drop you off anywhere. Like I am exhausted. Yes, I'm tired. Oh, it becomes clear. It was was like so. I had my first at 18. I had my last at 28. Mm -hmm. And. And yeah, and like that was one of the things. Like the doctor laughed at me. He said, "Oh, oh, it's it's different having a baby at at, at twenty eight. Oh, yeah. like being funny." And I was like, "Shut up!" But <laughs> at the same time, no, legit, the toll that it took on my body. Like it took until my third baby that I ever even experienced sciatica. And then with my fourth, sciatica was there, baby. Like boom! Like as soon as he got a little size to him, like around four or five months, it was there, popping, mm. hurting. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, I'm going to intro this podcast. Okay. Yeah, because we see her talk okay. on that, but, because, ooh, that's another type of conversation. I right? know. We will, we will come back to all That's this, a good though. podcast. Okay. Hey, guys. I am Samantha. And I'm Michelle. And this is Conversations with Lover League. So, this week, we are talking about, or continuing to talk about, pursuing purpose. We're so excited. This is... Um, the theme of the month for Lover League. If you listened last week, me and Michelle talked about our journeys with purpose. And um, we also covered a little chart that there's free, downloadable, printable um, PDFs on loverleague.com if you want it. But it was a chart where it tells you your purpose is the intersection of what you love, what the world needs, what you can be paid for, paid, 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 paid for. And then <laughs> the fourth one is what you're good at. So it's not just a simplified, you know, where your passion is, where your purpose is, where you, you know, all of these kind of things or where your gifting is, is automatically where your purpose is, right? It's a lot of other things. And so we kind of went through and talked about that last week. Uh, We're so excited this week to continue the conversation. Michelle, how have you been? Oh, you know, I've been good. Um, I've had a chance to, you know, digest what we discussed last week. um, And, uh, you know, because I think it takes a minute. I think you have to, it's a constant, it's a constant thing. You know, purpose is just not, we're going to talk about it today. Yes. And the light bulb's going to go off and then, you know, it ends. It's constant. Right. So, yeah, no, I was very excited about last week. It was rejuvenating for me. Amazing. You know, because, um, you know, I'm still on my purpose journey. So, yes. So uh, then we'll come back when I find it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, right. So we'll revisit that when I actually have found it. Um, so, no, I thought it was a, you know, I thought it was a great conversation. That is amazing. I did too. I was, so I'm so encouraged. And I love that when you said that you were going to fill this thing out, that's what encouraged me to make these printables for y'all. So if y'all filled these out, please share them with us. Tag us at Lover League. Um, Or you can just share it with us in the review or whatever. But just tell me if it helped, if this made sense, Mm -hmm. if it gave you any kind of clarity. I know we also touched on, even in the church, spiritual gift assessments Mm -hmm. does not give you a whole picture, right? It gives you a very small portion of the picture. So if any of those things resonated with you, please share that with us. We would love the feedback. So going into this week's podcast, I'm so excited to have a very, very dear friend, Rosie Bryant here. Woo, woo, woo! (laughs) 
Thank you, Samantha. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love, love, love Rosie's story, which is the main reason why she's here. But also, she's an incredible organizer, incredible asset to not just the Far East Side, but all of Indy. Um, her heart for people, her mind for organizing is unmatched. It's incredible. I've learned so much. I've been encouraged so much by her. So I'm happy to share uh, her with you all today. <laughs> Just today, though. Um, <laughs> well, no, maybe not. Because I'm sure yeah, she, no. she probably can. There's other topics that I'm sure we can and explore. And maybe would. other times. <laughs> Limited. <laughs> Limited. <laughs> so, Rosie, introduce yourself. Tell us what you do do yeah absolutely so as she said my name's rosie um i'm a community organizer with an organization called faith in indiana we're a faith-based group and we organize in congregations actually across the state we're in five counties and we organize on social justice issues my area of focus is gun violence reduction police reform and criminal justice reform is um some of my areas i've been with the organization for about uh five and a half years now um, I'm sorry, not five and a half, four and a half years now. Um, I'm also a licensed social worker and I do therapy services. I only see a few clients because <laughs> yeah. I don't have the time <laughs> um, to do anything else. Um, I sit on, well, I used to sit on the board of Westminster Neighborhood Services. I stepped down from that and that's on the near east side of the city. I sit on the advisory board of RISE, uh, which is an organization that does some work around, um, schoolwork stuff like, uh, policies and stuff like that. Um, I'm involved in so much. I won't yeah. give you the list of yes. everything else. <laughs> no, I no, I think that gives us a perfect picture of like what you do, what you're involved in. Um, I so one of so I guess let's start at the beginning. Yes. on your journey with purpose because right now you are operating in purpose, correct? And you I feel am. that. Yes, okay. Yes. That's absolutely. what I So one of the things that I said to Michelle mm-hmm. when I was bringing you on is that all of us, when we think about pursuing purpose, we always think of like entrepreneurship, starting our own thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what I love about Rosie is no, she's operating her purpose and getting a check from somebody. Yes. I love that. So it's like, absolutely. yes. And so, uh, that's kind of what I want to hear and your journey. So obviously we know that you started out with an untraditional beginning. I did, yeah. So uh, born and raised here in Indianapolis, uh, raised by a single mom for a very long time until she met my stepfather. Uh, We, five siblings, one brother who's the oldest, he's autistic and he lives in a home and is cared for. And then I have three sisters. Um, And so then I'm the oldest of all of the sisters. Um, And I had my first kid at 15. I actually ended up dropping, matter of fact, I didn't even go to high school at all. I dropped out in middle school. And a lot of that was due to, I just struggled in school because my mom was working all the time and she couldn't really provide us the support that we needed in our education because she was worried about putting food mm-hmm. on the table and keeping the lights on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just life, yes. right? Yes. And so I was one of those kids that like dropped through the cra- cracks of, you know, no children left behind. I was left behind, unfortunately. And so I struggled academically. Um, eventually, as our mom, she still wanted us to like do school. It was important to her. And so I did go back and get my GED. 
unfortunately, like when I did do my GED, I don't know what it's called now. It's called something it's else. Called a high school equivalency. Okay, like yes, HSC, which is yeah. the same thing. That, yeah. Now right. I'm telling my age. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, so you had your first kid at 15. So when did you get your GED? So I ended up getting my GED at, I believe... Don't quote me if someone looks this up and says she's a liar, but I think it was like 18, 19. Okay. I was really wow. young. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, still. Yeah. 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 I was really young, but all that time I wasn't in school. And yeah. so I went back wow. and got it and I was studying. I was I actually went through, um, America, not AmeriCorps, but, uh, job Corps, which okay. was downtown. Yes. If anybody knows, I'm really telling my age. <laughs> And it was um, off the circle inside of the food court. It was next uh-huh. to the building that was next to the food court that used to be downtown. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really telling yeah. my age. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I studied with them for a really long time. And I did end up passing um, and getting my GED. But I had, like, one score for the passing rate. So if the score was you needed a 50, I had 51. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And so, because I didn't, you know, school is really like the building blocks mm-hmm. to what yeah. you need. And so mm-hmm. I yeah. missed all of that stuff. Yes. And so when I decided I wanted to go to college, I was in, I was out. And then back then they was giving away money. Money. Like yes. nothing. So I was one of the, I yes. was the ghetto chick okay. that was going to the classroom, <laughs> got my check Get and your went. check and didn't go back. Yes. And didn't go back and dropped out of class. Yeah. Right. True story. And That's so, a real story. No, like, real stories. Yeah. Those were facts. That's what I was doing. Yes. And I ended up racking up a bunch of debt because mm-hmm. just, it. You gotta pay it back. You gotta gotta pay pay it back. You gotta gotta pay it back. And they are not playing about that. Um, Eventually, fast forward, I'm skipping over some things. Um, I had my second kid by time I had got my GED, and Uh then my third kid by like 20. And so my I just struggled I just kept dropping out of school didn't really know where I wanted to go in my life and I met my youngest daughter's father uh shout out to him because like he had this really he was really he still is driven by God yes like so much more like he has this crazy relationship with God that like I aspire to have one day um and beautiful yes and he saw something in me and I've told this story Many times that, like, I just didn't see it myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm not smart. I can't pass these classes. Like, there's no way. I struggled in school. I don't understand it. And he sat me down. He said, Rosie, you know, it's just words on a paper. It's just words on a paper. And you just got to break it down and you can get through it. I believe anyone has the capacity unless you have some sort of diagnosis. You have the capacity to really do this work. Yes. And he really poured into me. And I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do in school, too. Like, I just knew that. I wanted to help people because mm-hmm. everybody told me I was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Girl, we yes. touched on that last one too. We do No, no. Everybody was like, oh, you're so nice. You, you should do this. And so they were like, you should do nursing. And when I was younger, I did CNA. That actually time. is, for people that are nice, I think that is a good yes. option. Yeah. 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 No, sure. they do. They tell you. Mm-hmm. And then I had a somewhat of a liking, I thought, maybe towards science. I wasn't for sure. My mom was an LPN for a very long time, and my, and my grandmother did it. And it was like, and also, I have to keep it real. Like, we don't talk about this. 
I wanted to find something so I wouldn't be poor anymore. Yeah, that is a fact. Girl, we talked about that last week. Absolutely. Yes. Well, until I got into my job because yes. I knew I had to provide for my kids. Yes. She went to school for accounting. Yes. And I knew I yep. could provide. I had to yes. provide. Yes. Like, we yes. don't talk about a lot of black women. That's the reason why they go into nursing. Nursing, because yep. You can do just that, right? Absolutely. And it's a good field. Mm-hmm. And you're helping yep. other and people. And there's levels, mm-hmm. and you can make decent money at each level. Exactly. So even as a CNA right now, you can make a livable wage. Yes. You know? You could. You can go to five weeks of training. Hey, shout out to uh, Star Training. It's a CNA <laughs> school out here on the far east side. <laughs> but... They, but you can go get a certification in five weeks and mm-hmm. make a livable wage. Yeah, that's a big deal it's for a big us. Deal. It's a yeah. really big deal, and I don't know how it is now, but back then, you, I wasn't. I was doing CNA, and I was like sixteen. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to have a high school diploma to do it. Wow! And so, um, I did that, and then in school, so I did nursing. Um, before I even had met him, I was doing some taking nursing classes because that's, that's what I thought. And then when I met him, he was like, okay, nursing, that's what you want to do? I was like, yeah, that's that's what I want to do. And I actually started passing my classes. Okay. Like, I got an A in anatomy when before oh, I had took anatomy, it was like a D or yeah. an F. Or I was yeah. trying to drop the class so that F didn't count. Scored Girl, my GPA. Okay. <laughs> that was that. Like, and so... It was interesting. I started to like gain some confidence. I was like, well, maybe I can do this. Um, and he was like, you absolutely can. And because I struggled in school because I didn't have the building blocks that was mm-hmm, necessary right. from mm-hmm. high school that I didn't right. get. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the difference between mine and mine's, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That now drives me crazy when mm-hmm. people use it incorrectly, mm-hmm. right? Yes. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> yes. And um, he, taught me some skills that I just needed. I just needed someone to invest in me. And he did that because he was driven by purpose and I love him. So shout out to him. His name is my dude. Um, Yes. So shout out to him for really like investing in me because we almost didn't make, there were nights that we would stay up in our home where we were at and he was trying to, t- I was taking a finite course and he was trying to oh, teach finite. me and finite was rough. Y'all yes. know about finite, right? Yes. yes. We know. What's funny, I tell people this all the time. So if you have uh, high schoolers, so I took advanced probability and statistics my senior year. And if you have high schoolers right now, or you are going to, I'm telling you, have them take that class because I got through finite easy peasy. Duly noted. Yes. yes. Duly noted. Yes. That was like my biggest obstacle was math. And I just thought that I was just one of those people that didn't yes. get it. Mm-hmm. And we cried. And I was crying in the room. I was like, I'm just dumb. And I just, I can't get it. And he even was like, man, maybe something's wrong. Maybe God gave me the wrong vision. Like, no. And then we, you know, I cried and, we, took, we argued and then like 30 <laughs> minutes later we got it together and we continued and then I passed the class with an A and yes, like you know God. and that's crazy yes. right and yes. so I continued on my journey and then my mom became ill and she was diagnosed with terminal cancer oh. and I started to interact with the hospitals more and nurses and I just was like I don't know if I even want to do this anymore like this yep. is really stressful for me And um, honestly, the program itself was getting annoying because you have to have almost straight A's. And Mm -hmm. even then, it's not a guarantee that you're going to get into the program. What what nursing school were you in? IUPUI. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know what? Those women, 
And IUPUI nursing, I let me tell you this. So I started uh, as a nursing major, IUPUI. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mm-hmm. went to orientation as a nursing major. I met those women in the nursing school and said, absolutely not. Yes. And changed my major. Yes. So also, side note, if you go to IUPUI, that nursing program, they are not nice. At well, all. And, and not to go there, but... I won't. I won't throw the race card. But no, they are. There is no race card. Throw white. it. Yes. yes, when you are, because my sister is an RN. Um, mm-hmm. But it is very political, mm-hmm. and for those of us of color, it's hard. It's it, really hard. It's extremely difficult. Yes. It's really hard. I was getting all my chemistry A, anatomy mm-hmm. A, finite A, and then I took the T's exam, which is in another exam that they add in there. And that wasn't like low, but it was like an mm-hmm. average mm-hmm. score that I had for the T's exam and I still couldn't get in mm-hmm. and I was tired yeah. of like mm-hmm. continuing taking mm-hmm. classes over that I got like a B plus in to get an mm-hmm. A so I can increase my chances and it really was by chance. That was the nursing program. And then I had stuff with my mom and I was like, oh, this is driving me crazy. And then I thought about social work. And I was yeah. like, mm, they don't make no money. <laughs> they don't make no money. I was like, oh, no. You have to love it. Yes. <laughs> Listen, they load you down. Yeah, you don't make no money. Yeah, you don't make no money. Rough. Yes. And so- Shout out to the social workers out there. We love yes. you. Yes. 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 For sure. Yes. Oh and so I was just really stressed and didn't know where to go. And someone told me um, once, and I don't, this may have came from my daughter's father. He's, he drops a lot of gems um, all the time. <laughs> I, love you. Yes. I love your love for yes. him. Yes, I love, oh, I absolutely so love, 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 love him to death. Uh, he, it may have been him or someone else, but they told me like, don't worry about the money. Follow what you're called to do and the money will come. Yes. And I was like, okay. So I took... I changed my major and I took a course um, and this professor did a video about this woman named Jane Adams that I had never heard of before. She's a white woman that did some women's suffrage movement Mm -hmm. in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And she, she built this whole house and I saw what she was doing and marching in the streets. I said, I don't know exactly what that is, but like I'm intrigued Mm -hmm. and I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward, I ran out of money for school. And because when I was young, like I said, I was t- collecting Taking, those checks. Yes. <laughs> you were making it. I now was you had to make to, it. Yes, I was yes. collecting those yes. checks. And so I just started filling out a bunch of applications for some scholarship programs. Didn't read the details. I just wrote the papers and submitted. And I ended up getting this scholarship called Sam Maseraki at IUPUI. And the program taught about organizing. And oh. it paid for your... the all your tuition and gave you a book stipend. Wow. And again, I didn't know that this is what the pro- the scholarship mm-hmm. was for. I just filled it out because I needed some money yes. <laughs> for schooling. Yes. And so when I got the acceptance letter, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And I started taking some of the courses that the program requires you to do. And by the way, I'm on that board. So those of you that are interested, apply to the program. Yes. Just giving that shout out. Um, and then I was like, oh, this is, 
this is this is it. One of our first things I had to do was the food service workers on campus was fighting for a union contract. Yeah. And it was me and like 60, 80 other students. I had got some social work students. They was like, Rosie, what you got us into? I was like, I don't know. Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's just do it. Yes, I love yes. it. So we made some drums out of some like old paint buckets. We turned them upside down, got some sticks, and we like beating drums, being real loud and annoying and marching into the boss's office. <laughs> of this food service workers oh and demanding God. better wages. And I was like, this is crazy and I'm super nervous. And eventually, fast forward, they won their campaign. Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. And lives were changing. Oh. You heard the stories That's of single incredible. moms talking about four and five dollar raises and how now they have full health coverage and they don't have to worry about how they're gonna feed their child. And that was a pivotal moment for me of like, wow. Lives can actually be changed mm-hmm. from people coming together. Like, yes. I'm going to stick with this. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I love, too, like, mm-hmm. attaching attaching a demand to... Because I feel like right now we're in this phase where we see a lot of people marching and doing things. But because they don't... Uh, they're not attaching an objective mm-hmm. to this. Not only do you not know when you succeed, so when Absolutely. do you stop marching? Right. <laughs> and then, two, they don't know what what do you want from this. Exactly. And that's why a lot of people are why why are you out marching in the street? Like, because if we don't attach a purpose to mm-hmm. it, what do you get from this? But yes. with like what you're saying, they got the wages, lives changed, and it started with the organizing and the marching and the being annoying and going into people's offices. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah, it was awesome. So that's kind of where I. I did took my program and then I finished schooling I finished the scholarship program and I graduated with my undergrad and I still wasn't sure if organizing was what I was going to do um, because I was doing social work and I was like social workers don't organize although Jane Adams was a social Mm -hmm. worker. Mm -hmm. And my program was super clinically focused. They didn't Mm -hmm. focus on like leadership, leadership work. And I don't, for for the life of me, I don't know why. Yeah. And so I got really all of my training outside of the social work program. And it's through the Maserati program that I did. And I started doing some internships, volunteering, like you from the last podcast that you had. I just started showing up to stuff. Yes. And doing stuff. I didn't know what I was doing. I was at environmental events. (laughs) (laughs) I was at food insecurities. Uh Uh I was down the homelessness program. Uh I didn't know where. I just was showing up. And um, I was volunteering with the organization that I'm with now. And they were fighting for uh, transit. And at the time, I used to catch the bus as a student to save money. Um, I'm I'm still like this. I was cheap back then. I'm still, I'm still, I'm going to stop saying the word cheap. I'm frugal. I am very frugal. frugal. I am very frugal. And so, um, I did that, finished the program, still went and, um, decided to go back and get my master's because I still wasn't sure. And it solidified it when a, a position came available with the job that I'm with now. And then I applied and, and got the job. So that was a long story. I'm sorry, everybody. No. <laughs> yeah, no. no, I think it's great because it shows you, too, like, movement, right? Mm-hmm. That my trajectory, you just don't know. You have to be flexible. And, and stuff, ha- it doesn't just happen like, you know, you wait, you know, I'm 18 and it's like that, no. right? It's a process. Mm-hmm. And some of those decisions that were made of choices, you weren't even consciously making the choice, right? Mm-mm. You just 
did, you know, just, I just, you did it for whatever reason, whether it's because I needed a check or I needed this, but it was all kind of preparing you for, you know, where you are now. So. Yeah. I jumped in with no mm-hmm. strategicness about how I was going to get there. I literally closed my eyes and I trusted God's process for me and just by faith. And I just jumped in. I didn't know what was going to come of anything. Yes. I just jumped in. Me too. Eyes closed and was like, eh, oh, whatever. It's so fu- <laughs> I just told somebody that last night, like, because I could see me and them, uh, a bunch of starting here, starting oh, there, uh-huh. starting, it's like, mm-hmm. listen, stop, close your eyes, and just like a cold pool, just jump in. Just jump full throttle mm-hmm. in. Just don't question it, just go. Yep. And if it don't work, guess what? Pivot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pivot. Exactly. Like Michelle. Michelle talked about her pivot. Her pivot. I'm still pivoting, but I do have a question for you. <laughs> yes. So how do you know that you're operating in your purpose? For those of us that aren't sure or we're still striving to find that, how do you know now at this point in your life that you're operating in your purpose? Oh, that's a really good question. I would say, is it like when you wake up every day, are you excited? Mm-hmm. When you go on a vacation, are you happy about coming back to work? Or are you like dreading it? Are you fulfilling what you feel like? It doesn't have to be God, whatever it is, higher power or whatever it is that helps guide you. Do you feel like you're living that out? And I was. So, yes, I'm everybody's Rosie's so nice. I am. (laughs) Yes, I get that. Uh And I enjoyed listening and talking to people. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I truly, you know, Samantha, Mm -hmm. we'll get on the phone. Oh, my God. (laughs) Listen, y'all, I'm a talker. Period. Yes. It's hereditary. And uh, so if you get on the phone with me, and especially when we start, now, if, if I don't care, we'll get off the phone quick. You might. But if we start jazzing about something, oh, it's on. Okay? Yes, yes. No, no less than an hour. I truly enjoyed it. And I didn't realize that that, my ability to like talk to people, like I can actually make a living mm-hmm, from it. Mm-hmm. And then I also had to change my mindset. A teacher, a professor of mine, he was like, you know, I want you to stop saying social workers don't make money. Because that was my original oh, thought that mm-hmm. I said that. And he yes. said, I don't know what you're talking about, but I get a check <laughs> and I get paid and I make money. Yes. And then getting away from the yeah. myth of like, I'm not in it for the money. I did not go to school for four plus that's years right. to not make, make money. money. That's, that's called right. investment. That's right. That's you right. make investment with yes. anticipating right. exactly. ROI. Yes. Okay. Return, yep. yep. return on investment. Return on investment. And it's like these certain careers that people feel like, oh, those people shouldn't worry about mm-hmm. money. But doctors and nurses mm-hmm. should. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I want to be paid for my talents, yes. but I also enjoy I can enjoy helping other people and changing my community but also get a check and, and then, it makes you more effective makes you so much more effective and we got to start challenging our um nonprofits to start paying our worth because when I That's first graduated I still again guys I was struggling on where I was gonna go so I applied yes. to everywhere and it was an agency that I'm not gonna name the day that I applied and I gave them my first offer now realize I have a master's degree now <laughs> yes <laughs> and what did they say They came back and they laughed in me in my face. And they were like, 35,000, ma'am. And if you get what you asked for, 
we would be surprised and we would love to know. Do you hold on, do you feel comfortable sharing what you asked for? Yes. Yeah, so I asked for 50. Um, and they laughed and they said laughed 35. 35, yes. And knowing that 15000 in a year is not changing anything for them. Exactly. That's insane. And my whole goal was like, I didn't want to be on public assistance anymore. Right. I did not want to use any public assistance mm-hmm. anymore ever again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is not going to get me there. I'm going to still need food stamps. Like, what is this? That's a fact. And you still have a family, but I think With you're With a right. master's degree. Yes. It's the mindset, though, because now they think that if I'm if I'm working in an area where I'm supposed to be giving back, mm-hmm. then I'm not supposed to make money yeah, doing like that's, that. So I have to live in poverty. If I'm working in a, in a social arena, I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be in poverty. Mm-hmm. To help, and that's not like it's that's a part of the mentality. Pay. Yes, like, it's a oh, martyr. We're doing purposeful work. That's part of the pay. That should be yes. part of your yes. No, no, no. friend, lies. No. No. I have a whole I have bills, bills. <laughs> like yes. a light and gas, and I don't want to have to struggle. A lot of y'all, and a lot of y'all are losing effective and passionate people mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. one. You are uh, gatekeeping with degree about degrees and stuff that doesn't matter for that particular position. That's one. And two, thank you. Because somebody needs to make a livable wage, you're losing them to a call center that's mm-hmm. going to pay them better mm-hmm. than actually mm-hmm. operating in their purpose and making your business, your organization thrive because you're unwilling to pay their to pay what they need. Yes, that's, that's crazy. Absolutely. And a lot of times in nonprofits too. They they'll give you, but then you'll never get a raise. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then also, um, they'll give you a bunch of work, mm-hmm. of job titles, mm-hmm. and you don't get the title, and you still don't get the pay. Mm-hmm. And so, I began to get more comfortable talking about money. I'm still yes. not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and shout out again to my daughter's father because he's like he helped me that, and he helped me like a lot of women they don't negotiate their mm-hmm. pay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he taught me how to negotiate my mm-hmm. pay. And I asked for exactly what I what I wanted and and got it with the organization that I'm with. And now I'm past that. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's important that as you're trying to find your passion, that it's OK to get paid mm-hmm. for your passion. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm That's no, on the chart. It's yes, on the chart. Y'all. It's, okay. it's a part of it. It's part I'm of it. no better. I'm not less of a person because. Mm-hmm. I don't do it for free. Mm-hmm. I and, and honestly, even so we're Christians, we know here and um, even biblically, it is a complete and total lie. Bible says a man is worth his wage. Yes. Right? This is Bible. Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. This is Bible. <laughs> that is not. It, uh, I, and the Bible says money answereth all things. That yes. is a fact y'all because in this world, that is that that's how we how we function, how we operate, how we, you know, Get the things that our family needs that we need. And I can tell you right now, you want to kill a woman's drive and motivation to do something, let her not be able to do something for her kids that she Mm -hmm. wants to do. Mm -hmm. Let her not be able to do Mm -hmm. something for herself or her Mm -hmm. family Mm -hmm. that she wants to do. And and I'm not talking about ridiculous things. I'm talking about reasonable things. I should be able to feed my children without food stamps. Mm -hmm. Come on. Please. Come on. And, I should and, be the, world, and the world should want that. That's why we're struggling yeah. now. The world yes. should want to not have to yes. let someone that's wanting to work and provide for their family give them the opportunity to do so. That, that'll make the better it'll make a better world and Absolutely. it feels prideful yes. you don't know how it felt like when my daughter's dad and I cut up our, yes. our food step cart when we yes. first got to a position where we could do that mm-hmm. yeah we were prideful mm-hmm. when we yes. went to the grocery store and we bought our groceries with cash mm-hmm. yes. it felt mm-hmm. so, so good, good. Mm-hmm. it felt so good and it feels good 
to like be able to have health care mm-hmm. and not pull out our Medicaid card. Mm-hmm. Like it just felt so good. Mm-hmm. And we were so excited to be able to get in that place and just grateful that mm-hmm. we're, we're in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I like, I, I remember the first time and this was even on, even on food stamps. And then, and then oh. this was after food stamps for a while, <laughs> but we were working, killing ourselves, but I went to the grocery store and I was just thinking, oh my God, like, I thank God that I'm not in here doing mental math, trying to make sure I stay within a budget. Absolutely. Just going to the grocery store and buying everything that you need without calculating everything. Mm -hmm. Like, do I have enough? Mm -hmm. Because that is a real thing. Like, that's a different level of freedom. Now, at the time we were working, killing ourselves to make that kind of money to do that. So it would be nice to just operate in purpose and be able to provide, you know, like that. And you could do that. You can do that. You can absolutely, you could absolutely do that. Because I I got tired of like, okay, do I want this hormone chicken or do I want the chicken (laughs) that doesn't have any hormones? I really want the chicken that doesn't have it. I want this organic chicken, but this one has more in a pack. And it's yeah. going to last us longer. And that, I don't think anyone should have to be in a space where those are the choice and That's still fact. fulfill their purpose. So I found my purpose and I was able to make money. And I'm a social worker that makes money. Yeah. And that's okay. I love it. So do you, are you working a nine to five then? So you work for an organization? Um, yeah. So. so organizing, unfortunately, is not like a regular okay. nine to five. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My schedule is... is- all over the place. Okay. But I make my own schedule though. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you are working for someone mm-hmm. else and you get a paycheck. Yes. Okay. And then I also do stuff outside okay. of that. Um, so I train and coach other people and I prov- I've started my own LLC, really small. Um, but I use that as a way to help us travel or like if we, if we need something Mm -hmm. like that extra income Mm -hmm. is very helpful. And also having your LLC is beneficial for you tax wise. Mm -hmm. I was just about Mm -hmm. to ask you, um, the reasons why you had the LLC, cause I I know because we talked about it, Mm -hmm. but what you do with the LLC and then why you chose to go that route. Yeah. So I did it because like one I had to learn that like having one stream of income is not smart. Mm-hmm. I still work for a nonprofit and we our funding comes from grants and yes. grants are not always yes. secured. Jobs yes. are lost because yes. grants are taken away. Yes. yes. And so I I started it because I wanted to have a second stream of income and so I wasn't sure at the time what I was going to do with it and tax wise it it's important. And I also wanted to start investing like my daughter's dad like tried to get me into for the longest time and I was like against it and I was like but I'm so liberal I don't want to invest in the stock market that's not nice like we live in this horrible capitalistic world and he was like smacked me was like get it together like do you want to be able to retire or do you want to be on a struggle bus for the rest of your life and I was like okay and so I got it together and we started like investing in some our first stock and just really trying to be more living like a super frugal Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. even though our income is at a certain level like my car out there it's beat up yeah I'm not getting another one until that one, like, gets gets out. Like, and just living. We bought our first house last year because of the way we decided to, like, thanks. That's such a milestone. Yeah, it is. And it's because we decided to, like, be strategic in the way that we were Mm -hmm. moving. And so, and then also, the part about organizing that I love the most, that 
is the coaching. I love that part the most because people provided me coaching and it was a pivotal moment in my career where I'm able to get where I'm at. Mm -hmm. The coaching and leadership development, I absolutely enjoy seeing people have those aha moments. Are you doing some of that with your LLC as well? Mm -hmm. That's what exactly what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I know last time we talked, it was consulting too, like with organizations, but are you doing, are you doing leadership with people one-on-one or does it have to be through? Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do people reach you for that? So they could just call my phone, 317-426-8059, and just reach out. I don't have a website or anything yet. I'm getting there. (laughs) But they could just reach out. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, So they could just reach out um, and then let me know what they're, we'll just do a one-on-one and let me know what they're interested in. And I could provide them with those coaching services to like organize. And like a lot of people with organizing, they they mix it and confuse it with activism. Mm -hmm. Yes. Organizing mm-hmm. and activism are two different things. They both have a purpose. It's not to knock one or the other, but organizing, you have to think about it is like, do I have a core relationship with people that I can move to act that can then engage three to 400 people on any given basis to move? And do we have some strategic ca- campaign that we're trying to win that has like a, a deadline, timeline, starts, finish? Mm-hmm. Like the actions that you guys see is only a very small part of what organizing actually right. looks like. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. I, Michelle, you were going to ask something. Oh, no. Actually, I'm just encouraged. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm just encouraged oh, by I'm your so... story. And also, I mean, being a parent, like your story can go like so many different angles. I know we're talking about purpose today, but I mean, you know, just the education system, right? You're 15. You know, your mom is just trying to do the best she can. You kind of get lost in the shuffle. But you, you know, you figured it, you figured it out. But see, we can't lose hope either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Along the way, you know, stuff happens, life happens. But if you keep moving forward and just keep trying, keep plotting, at some point, something's going to, something's going to click. Because you probably would have never imagined at 15 that you would be where you are today. At all. <laughs> I didn't. And it was, for me, finding my purpose was through someone else. Oh. They helped, my daughter's dad helped me. I know you guys probably think like, gosh, what she No, because we should shout out to all the good guys yes, out yes. there because <laughs> our men get a bad, you know, get a bad rap. Just men in general, so I won't make it there. But no, yes. shout out to the, I'm glad yes. you are encouraging him, you know, putting his name out there like that. That's yeah, okay. and I actually used to struggle with that. Like, because I had bad Mm-hmm. relationships with men mm-hmm. and I didn't realize what it meant to be in a relationship with someone and my thought was like because because my mom growing up that's what happened like all men like they just come they leave they mm-hmm. don't really support mm-hmm. you so you just get what you mm-hmm. can get from them and you don't worry about them mm-hmm. and that's what it was and like that was part of some of the things that we struggled in our relationships is like I just didn't show him enough support for the things that he would do because I didn't see it of value mm-hmm. and then eventually I was able to get to that place to see where I am like he visioned me on like early on in our relationship, speaking to a large amount of people. In my undergrad career, guys, on Mother's Day, my first Mother's Day without my mom, one, she, she passed away one semester away for me, time to graduate. I'm about to get all teary-eyed up in here, y'all. No, Let me try to get y'all those tears. Hey, human. Yes. Yes. That is like a lot. Yes. On Mother's Day for my undergrad program, I spoke to the entire IUPUI graduating class, not just my program, but the whole school as the um, 
commencement speakers. So there was like over 20,000 people uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. And that was the vision that he saw. So I absolutely would have never said. And when he encouraged me to do it and then I got it, I said, lies, I'm not mm-hmm. doing it. And he was like, no, you're doing it. And I did it and I was able to touch. I had gotten so much feedback about like sharing my story publicly in that space which was really difficult Mm -hmm. for me to do Mm -hmm. especially like it being mother's day and um i definitely i would have never imagined something like that at 15 i just didn't Mm -hmm. i didn't believe it was possible Mm -hmm. i didn't know black people were actually educated i didn't know that i just i didn't have that vision for myself when i was young because i didn't know it was even possible yeah you didn't see it but we we struggle with that now we're still as a community going through that right Mm -hmm. yes we still have young black children that feel they probably feel like you i'm not smart enough Mm -hmm. right i can't read i can't figure it out and that's just not true they just don't have anybody that's like like him you know he Mm -hmm. poured into you he showed you look you know, all it is is words on a paper. Like, mm-hmm. but he took the time, and then you got it. I am smart, right? That's mm-hmm. all they need. They just need, they just need that. Yes. Having somebody who's willing to invest first. Mm-hmm. Yes. To, you know, like, because I, I feel like so many times we want to know yeah. that our investment is going to be valued without the sacrifice mm-hmm. of investing first. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you have no idea what it's going to do in their life until you take the risk of investing it. Yeah, the faith and believing in somebody. I uh, yeah. like I was thinking earlier today, I was seeing some posts. Um, I can't even remember what they were talking about now. But I was thinking about the fact that women are such incubators. Yep. And what you invest in us, what you give to us, we're going to incubate, whether that's negative or positive. Right. Mm-hmm. So and unfortunately, in our lives, we experience so much just discouraging things mm-hmm. that we can begin to incubate those things in us. And they grow and they flourish and they find ways to feed and thrive on more negativity and more discouragement. And so it's beautiful when you come in there and you have somebody who interrupts that flow. Mm -hmm. And to say that not only am I going to invest the right kind of thing into you, but I'm going to do it first when you don't even believe in yourself. I'm not even sure this will give me a return. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So I would say, I would encourage people, if you're trying to find your purpose, surround you with people who do just that. Yeah. Yes. That encourage mm-hmm. you and that continues to push you. That's why I am, because of the gift that he gave me, I am very careful about my words mm-hmm. and what I tell people, mm-hmm. even if I don't even see it. And I'm like, I don't know if you should get into that. I always tell people, you know what? Do it mm-hmm. and see. And see, yeah. Yeah. Do it and yeah. see. And I'm very careful about my words because you never know if like that day, the words that you gave someone mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. moves them forward because all of the gems that he dropped along the way, those have stuck with me forever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. has really like pushed me forward. Like everybody, no one gets to see him because he's not really big in social media. But like <laughs> yeah. all yeah. of the work that I've been able to do and accomplish, and been able to get and find my passion and purpose is really he's he's the brains behind it all. I'm just the face. And side oh. note, so in this process, and I only want to point this out because I I seen this recently about like not investing in somebody like as a husband or a wife if you're not a husband or wife mm. and usually no. yeah. and usually I'm on that train yeah. right I'm on that train however 
I do think there are other things that you can just do as a as a human being who's loving another human being. Yeah. And for you all, because I know you guys are not married, correct? No, we're not. Okay. Mm-hmm. And see, he was investing in you, that kind of stuff, as somebody that just loves you, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't have to be his wife. He didn't have to be your husband to invest in you in that kind of way. And these are the in the exact ways that that kind of investment is appropriate, mm-hmm. right? Because when we say these things, we're more so talking about things. Don't be paying for and taking care of a grown ass man that ain't trying to take care or of himself, right. you know, without some kind of, you know, level of commitment. Yeah. Right. Okay? Yeah. Yes. That makes sense for that. Not, you know what I mean? All that. Okay. We get it. Giving the, the yes. milk without the, got it. The right. Now before the horse. Right. Yes. Yes. Cart before the horse. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Yeah. We got it. Right. But when it comes to these kind of things, I think we need to get into a space where we normalize investing just love, encouragement, belief, all those stuff into people mm-hmm. outside of needing something, you know, like from them or some yeah. kind of bigger level of mm-hmm. commitment. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was really just oh, driven sure. by God. And so that's that. what allowed me to like, don't get me wrong. We had our struggles, right? Like yeah. a lot early oh, on. Yeah. And I've shared with you, our relationship was horrible in the beginning. We fought like cat and dogs, like physically and emotionally. It took us a while to get to this space. I fast forward through my story a lot for us to get to the space of like um, maturity. Like mm-hmm. he struggled and didn't necessarily have the best relationship with a, my older two children and still doesn't. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And we had to mature and grow. And we did that because he put God first. Yes. He put God first and really guide us along the way. And he allowed God to like continue to guide him. And so I'm really like thankful that God like blessed me with someone who was able to do that. And although like it didn't end up in marriage, we are like best friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And this is someone that like knows all my deepest, darkest secrets Mm -hmm. and like someone that I know that I can rely on. I don't care if he gets married 10 years from now and we don't end up being together. Like this is my best friend. Mm -hmm. And he's someone like, if you guys want to know what loyalty looks like, Mm -hmm. that's, that's like loyalty. Mm -hmm. Man. Mm -hmm. And that's faith. Like, transcending your typical idea of what marriage is Mm -hmm. and that like I have to have this ring or a piece of paper to be truly or fully committed to somebody Mm -hmm. and it's like when you have somebody who's in who you're investing in each other to me it also gives you that level of commitment Mm -hmm. you know what I mean without a paper but it's the he's giving of himself to you Mm -hmm. you're giving of yourself to him and for it not to work would be a loss. So there is like a feeling of security in that I can keep giving to this person because he keeps giving to me. I think a lot of us are so scared about yeah. um, like marriage and commitment on that level, unless there's some kind of legal, you know what I mean? Like something that's like holding them there, but it's almost like a, a, a leash. It's like... It's like a dog that chooses to stay in the yard or a dog is there because he's fenced in and on a chain. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, man, I, I really support marriage being a blend of both, right? So that me and my husband are here because we choose to be here and also have the legal stuff because, you know, we have the legal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but heavy on the heavy on the we choose to be here and keep investing and pouring and com- and committed to each other. Heavy mm-hmm. on that though. Mm-hmm. I think we're heavy on the wrong part. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, that does oh, make yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense definitely. And I yeah. like the fact though too. But he 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 allowed you to let your light shine, and yes. he wasn't intimidated by that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as a woman. Um, trying to find that balance in a relationship where that man won't be offended by you shining, mm-hmm. by you living in your purpose, right? Um, and I remember, I think Oprah must have said this, Sister Serena Williams, I think, find a man that won't be, like, he won't be intimidated by your star, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Because we all can win. If we're, you know, if I'm happy, you're happy, we all can win. And I, and I you know, that to me personally is that he was not afraid to pour into you because he saw great things in you, which means, you know, he, he probably sees the world for you. You can go as high as you want. Oh yeah. Right. He and he's not intimidated. That doesn't, that doesn't knock his manhood. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this doesn't mean he's not a man. No, I not at all. You're growing. No. So I like that. I was like, okay, yeah. He I see this more than He's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> he sees more. He's always wanting more. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I seen a post. <laughs> I seen a post where it was a video of this chick saying, uh, sis, he's not intimidated by this. It's, it's, you're obnoxious and you got this attitude and you blah, blah, blah. He just don't want to deal with you. Yada, yada. And I hate these pandering videos, right? It just annoys me. But, uh, when I was hearing that, I was sitting there thinking, so we're going to sit here and pretend like there isn't men that are intimidated <laughs> or are some type of way men. about a woman being successful. It's like, definitely. y'all, there are some of us that are obnoxious and just rude. We have an attitude for whatever reason. And honestly, all of our flaws, we're just operating out of hurt and out of a deficit. Mm-hmm. That's everybody, Absolutely. right? Mm-hmm. That's just the way a lot of women have chosen to express theirs. But really, they're insecure. They're scared. Uh, you don't make them feel any more secure, mm-hmm. right? And that's their that's our default because we're operating out of hurt. That's a side note. I'm not excusing that behavior. Yes. But we are not going to sit here and act like there aren't men that feel some type of way when a woman gets successful. I Glory to God. My husband is like, yes. girl, no, go, go. do it. Be. <laughs> like, make that money. Go <laughs> Because what you when you win, I'm winning, right? What's wrong with that? Like I don't understand that. I don't understand that philosophy, right? That is a Mm -hmm. fact. And so it's like but I, sometimes men have ego issues, but that's yes. another topic for another conversation. <laughs> yes. No, and it's and it's fair. So like if ours, if 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 ours, right, and we'll own this as women, we can be emotional, right? Absolutely, that's a fact. No matter where you are, me and Jerry were just teasing, talking about like probably like on a a woman's spectrum. I'm probably leaning more toward. A, a manner side like I'm much more direct than like I think a general woman is I'm much more you know in that kind of way mm-hmm. but uh with men it's a different level of like how emotionally sometimes they can they can act because mm-hmm. I don't think they're that way on the inside no they're but not how they act and portray mm-hmm. right and so with the women we can acknowledge that we can fly off the handle. We can do all of those things in an emotional sense. We can make a lot more emotional decisions, things like that. Right. Um, and I think part of that too, is us being emotionally intelligent. That makes us good nurturers. Mm -hmm. So purpose wise Mm -hmm. and how God has created us, it's on purpose. Um, but with men, if they're going to have a flaw boy, it's that ego. Mm -hmm. It's that chip. Mm -hmm. It's that, you know, and I think that's like, it's that pride thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And, 
so if it, if there is if there is like a flaw, I think that if I'm making a generalization, it's that pride thing, like uh-huh. what you're talking about with ego, and I think that challenges the ego. But I think if we change the mindset, though, this is not a competition. Like that is something uh-huh. me and Jared dealt with uh-huh. because we got together very young, mm-hmm. and we always had this thought of what I needed, getting mm-hmm. what I need, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it it just perpetuates this idea of me getting what I need. Oh, he's worried about getting what he needs. And it keeps this like competitive mm-hmm. thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be the one to do this. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be the one to do this. You know, it's like this competitive, like just, just, and it's just so unhelpful because yeah. in the meantime, while y'all are fighting each other, nobody is progressing, mm-hmm. growing, moving mm-hmm. forward. And it's really when you start helping and working with each other that you really start to advance. And you learn too, that as they grow, I grow, we grow, mm-hmm. we grow together. Yeah. Yes. I struggle yeah. with that. I'm going to own that in yes. our relationship. That was me. It was like, I'm just going to worry about me. Again, it was rooted in like growing up in my experiences with men. Like if you don't get what you can get out of the situation, you're going to end up being high and dry. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was the mentality that I had. And it wasn't just with him, with just relationships in general. Like it's just like what you do. So I went into relationships with men with the same mentality that I'm just going to go in, get everything that I can um, and not worry about the other person. But what I learned just like I know there are topics about purpose, when you come from out of yourself yes, and think about like what is it can you offer someone else, and this is another gem that he dropped to me, is like that's, that is going to be so much beneficial mm-hmm. in the long run, yes. right? Yes. Being able to, so I've coached people for, now I pick and choose like who I want to do for free, but like right. I'm still charging y'all. So. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come to no, me talking about coin. yeah, yeah. It's your coin. It's yes, <laughs> but like being able to offer someone a space and be like, man, Rosie, I just didn't think about it like that. Yeah, I didn't like. Oh my gosh, I'm like on a whole nother level. Like that eye opening moment where you're able to change the way you used to think, and now you're in a different space. It's like. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to be able to pour that into someone else. Mm-hmm. I I think about I think about sometimes like our experiences in life and if you look at them as like different colored glasses, mm-hmm. right? And we stack them on and stack them on and stack them on and now this thing that was originally supposed to help me, right? My experiences and stuff in life, information I've gained and gleaned through the years are just it's just a a dark mess have y'all ever stacked a bunch of different colored glasses like you can't see nothing right and your crazy butt can't realize that you don't see Mm -hmm. nothing Mm -hmm. and like it's like peeling off all of those layers uh realizing okay which experiences were there to help me which ones were just there to hurt me and distract me take Mm -hmm. me off course for my Mm -hmm. purpose Mm -hmm. so it's like pulling back those layers to really see uh, which ones are working for me and which ones aren't my favorite thing. Uh, like, especially for like the first several months of this year is this no longer serves me. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I've never heard that. This um, no longer serves me. Okay, this like no it. longer it serves, serves me, me ever. I you use know, it all and the time. I, and just like what you were saying, you were bumping <laughs> your heads up against, against something. You know what? This idea, this thought, this perspective does not serve me. Mm-hmm. If I'm love and light and this is what I want to give, being like that 
doesn't serve me. Exactly. Does not. And mm-hmm. it doesn't help me get to, to my purpose, to my calling, to how I'm trying to be uh, with people, the relationships I'm trying to build. Like, I, I tell people all the time, like, when you die, no matter what mm-hmm. we gather in mm-hmm. this world, what really lasts is our relationships. Absolutely. We call it legacy. Absolutely. It's really relationships. Mm-hmm. Your relationships, not just with people, with things, too. But it's relationships. Mm-hmm. You can't have quality relationships if you're still looking through all those messed up glasses, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you now. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yes. Okay. Yes. This no longer serves me. Okay. Yes. Yes. I got this it. This no longer serves me. <laughs> we have to be real about it. And too, like, sometimes, and I've been telling people lately... Uh, that it's like I'm looking at life now. You know when Neo becomes the one in the Matrix? Yes. And what looked like rooms and all that Uh stuff, now when he looked at it, he sees all the binary, Mm. all the ones and zeros and Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's like, dang. And I swear, the closer and, well, like, the more my mind grows and expands, the more I'm looking at life like, oh, I see exactly what this is. Mm -hmm. This isn't that. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and you begin to call it out, not just in yourself, but in the people around you. Mm -hmm. Shout out to what you said about having the right people around you. Yes. Because they start to be like, no, oh no, that's not that. That's fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not, oh, it looked like a table, Mm -hmm. but no, that's actually this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, that's, no, sis, you ain't going for that because you're afraid. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let that go. Jump in. Yes. I would actually recommend everyone, I'm reading a book by Lovey Jones called Professional Troublemakers. I actually finished it like within a week. I've never finished a book that fast. It's so reading, good. reading like a physical book or Audible. It was Audible. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love Audible. I'm I love sure. Audible. <laughs> I prefer books in my hand, but I the, do. I to qu- books. yeah, yes. but this was the quickest way for me to yes. get through it. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to mm-hmm. read it um, because I'm just so freaking busy. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like listening to the podcast that you had, like listening while I'm driving. It's just easier. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I went through the book and if you're trying to find your purpose, she was really helpful in suggesting like the people around you is important. Like that plays a role in you finding your purpose. If you have a bunch of people that view the world through the lens that nothing is possible, you're going to take that on. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Yes. Like I lived in this very boxed world. Mm -hmm. Like I saw nothing outside of the box Mm -hmm. and I didn't think anything was possible. And I started surrounding myself around people that how these visions and and just just whatever it is that they wanted for their life and when I was able to be around those people that rubbed off Mm -hmm. on me and so Mm -hmm. that's important like you can't have people around you that views the world in this dark dark space or views the world as like nah you can't do that or who's always negative you don't want that in your space either so that's important absolutely and you actually made me think about um my own personal life where i've had people tell me what they think my purpose is Mm. so and i've had to think like can is it possible and maybe you might have some thoughts on this is it possible for someone to help you uncover your purpose if you're unsure can they add value to that process mm. as you're trying to figure that out is that is that possible do you think that's um or do you think it's 
it's more of an introspective journey, a personal journey, you know, unique to you. Mm. Um, have you thought about that? Because I'm, I'm telling you, along my whole life, I've had people tell me, well, you're good at this, or you're good at that, or you should do this, or you should do that, or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, or God told me this, or or that. And I'm like, well, well no, God didn't tell me that. But I guess, yes. I guess it's possible. Maybe he could have yes. told you that yes. this is how you see Michelle. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've had a, tons of people just kind of, I don't know if they're feeding me ideas mm. or if they're trying to help me narrow down, um, you know, where they think that, you know, my skills would better fit. I don't know, you know, how other people play into your finding your purpose. I mean, it seems like he played a role in you finding your purpose. So I guess that is a possibility. It is. I think it's a both and. I don't think it's an either or. It's a both and. I think you have to be careful about your messenger, though. Because mm-hmm. um, some people are not the right messengers. <laughs> so you have to make sure you have the right messengers. Like, I, when I decided I wanted to go to IUPUI as a school, I was told by actually a family member that IUPUI was not a college for me. Okay. That I needed mm-hmm. to go to, like, a med tech. Because, mm-hmm. oh. like, those are considered, like, lesser of a school, oh, right? right. Yes. And so, like, the messenger is important whenever mm. you're having someone to help you find your purpose. But you could absolutely find your purpose through someone else. But you have to make sure it's the right person. Right. Right. So that's key. And you have to do some soul searching, I think. My situation, I didn't do a lot of soul searching. I just jumped in. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I don't know. It just came to be. This yeah. just ended up being my purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I love, But I love the different perspectives, though. Because you have somebody, like what Michelle was sharing last week, that she's intentionally seeking. Mm-hmm. Right? So, she's, like, she wanted to fill out this, this uh, uh, graphic. She wants to, like, she's actively looking, pursuing, and stuff. And I think when we're younger, we do think, less that way mm-hmm. and more like oh I'm just gonna jump into some stuff like mm-hmm. <laughs> you do yeah but I wish I wasn't I think you get older too I'm more fearful now than I was when I was younger mm-hmm. so You've I'm more fearful more. of making mistakes now so I think it's causing me problems in because when I was younger I mean you really didn't yes. care right you yep. just would do anything like mm-hmm. yep. what difference does it make now as I'm processing my mind now has like okay if you do this then that'll happen or that'll happen and then that kind of hinders you a little bit into jumping all the way in especially the type of person I am I'm a thinker anyway mm. yes. so sometimes I overthink and I think you can't really the world is do always that. gonna feed you things of the world mm-hmm. yes you know what Samantha. I mean like mm-hmm. you so like fear and things like that it's a worldly thing mm-hmm. so it's like uh, it's gonna feed you more of that so you gotta think the longer you spend mm-hmm. here <laughs> right, the, the, more, long, yes. the more you're gonna take on that one of the things that I really really loved I was listening to this teaching by Miles Monroe one time and he always talks about the kingdom of God and literally talks about it as a kingdom right and and really enforces the fact that we're not his subjects but we're his sons mm-hmm. in his kingdom mm-hmm. and he talks about how in the Old Testament the word they used for glory is is more akin to culture and so just like Europeans went and colonized different areas and you would see these areas where it didn't even make sense. You had Africans wearing these thick, heavy coats, right, in this heat and stuff. But it was because the culture they brought to these countries was so heavy mm. that they began to dress and act and look like these Europeans. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about we are here 
as people of God, literally uh, colonizing the world mm-hmm. for the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. right? And so as we bring God's glory or his culture here, it's our job to be set apart from the world and bring this culture of God to the point that people start lining up with the culture of heaven and not the culture of this world. Mm. And which is why it's so important that we get washed of this world in our alone time with God. Mm-hmm. Right. In our, in our peace. Like one of my, you're so prophetic. <laughs> I try. Listen, for real, it is my goal. Like I love, especially right now in the summertime, the kids are waking up later. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's fire <laughs> yeah. because in the morning he'll be in here in the studio or taking a shower because he goes to the gym super early. He's super disciplined and determined and focused. It's That's like, amazing. Oh, I thank God for it because I'm everything he's not and he's everything <laughs> I'm not. And thank you, Jesus, because we need that. Right. We talk about opposites attract and stuff like that. But no, I needed my, I need everything in him. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. He needs the stuff that I have. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So uh, in the morning, though, having silence, my God. It's the best thing ever. You need it. You need it. We talk about setting intentions. We talk about affirmations. We talk about like all of those things. But yo, we do not talk about silence enough. You need some silence in your life. That could help drive you to your purpose. Yes. Get some silence in your life. Yes. You need silence because sometimes you need this world to shut the F up so mm-hmm. you can hear from your actual home, the mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. right? From your God, your, like you said, whatever you, the, the, whoever you think your creator is. So yes. You know what I mean? I don't want to disrespect anybody. Yes. But you, what's funny? You going to tell me? Okay. <laughs> My husband's laughing in the background. But, <laughs> but you need some time. You for your creator to communicate with you, mm-hmm. right? Because the world is communicating with you 24-7. Mm-hmm. You need some time where you're communing and communicating with God directly. Yes. Like, for real. And you have to be willing to, I don't know where this quote came from, do it with fear. Because fear is not going to go away. It's not a thing that you mm-hmm. overcome. People ask me, well, how did you overcome the fear? When I walked on that stage to speak to all those people, I did it afraid. I was afraid the whole time. Mm-hmm. And guys, the thing that I was afraid about the most was falling. Cause I didn't want to be. No, it wasn't even speaking. It wasn't even speaking. It was falling, like as I had on some heels. But you have to be willing to do it afraid because um, not doing it all, you're sure to fail. But if you do it afraid, you don't know what. Don't know. You yeah. don't know what can come out of it, and that's like. My motto now is I I do it afraid. Like when me starting my LLC, like I was like, I don't know anything about business. I don't like the side of business. Um, I don't like the side of business. And I didn't necessarily want to do it at all. And I did it. And I'm doing it afraid now. Mm, I don't yes. even know I'm the best mm-hmm. at it. I was I, like, listen, I'm going to try it on yes. and see what happens. Yes. I... Everything. I'm doing everything afraid. I was just telling somebody, I've never felt more liberated either, though, mm-hmm. doing things afraid. Like, mm-hmm. showing myself that regardless of what my brain is telling me, my anxiety is telling me, what fear is telling me. Because it doesn't just go away. Mm-hmm. We no. need to stop telling that lie, mm-hmm. too. It doesn't. It doesn't just go fear, away. Yeah. You're always going to have that there. So you're going to have to learn how to function with it being around, right? You don't have to let it stay, but it will come up. Yeah. It's and, a yeah. It's the body's natural response to protect you. Exactly. That's what fear is. And it's actually a lot of times fears is based in a false mm-hmm. 
reality. Mm-hmm. It's not even real. Mm-hmm. Fear is there intentionally so that like when you see something hot, you don't mm-hmm. touch it because you don't mm-hmm. want to burn your hand. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, your brain doesn't know how to separate actual fear from not actual fear. Mm-hmm. So you have to do the work in yourself to be like, okay, brain, thank you. So I didn't get in that accident. Thank you, because that dude, he wasn't it. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, this is false, and I know that I'm going to just do it. And it's okay. failure is not a bad thing. Nope. It's okay to fail. That's how yep. you learn. Like, I've failed in so many things. I wasn't the best parent I could have been with my older two children. And I didn't do the best. And there were some areas that I failed in. But you know what? I learned and I was able to, like, make some changes with our youngest daughter. It was, it's like, I don't want to live in a space of shame and be afraid of failure, right? Like, it's a learning. It's not really failure. It's growth. It's how Mm -hmm. we learn. Mm -hmm. Who, um, I was going to say, there was a quote. There was a quote by, um... I want to say it might be Edison it might be Thomas Edison, but there's a quote where it's like whoever was working with him, it had been like 999 times that they had failed trying to create the light bulb. And he was like, you failed like 999 times. Why would you keep going? He's like, I didn't fail. I found 999 yeah, ways wait. not to make a light bulb. <laughs> like, it's like, mm-hmm. But it's about changing perspective. The experience didn't change, but the perspective of who's mm-hmm. looking at it mm-hmm. changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, oh, for sure. I love that. Because, I mean, if you, if you really internalize, because that's the other part, you have to believe what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You can't just spout these things off and not believe them. And honestly, the evidence will be in your life. Mm-hmm. So if you're spouting off a bunch of things that you don't truly believe to your core, your life won't reflect. Mm-hmm. exactly so it's like when you like when you have people who said like affirmations don't work and things like you don't believe them mm-hmm. so you have to believe it to your core so like when you say i'm gonna do this thing afraid listen you gotta you gotta believe that thing when you jump in believe that thing or you're doing yourself and your future a disservice mm-hmm. you're just gonna re- keep reinforcing the ideas that you can't yeah absolutely yeah yeah absolutely well, i'm gonna mm-hmm. find something to jump into so yes! stay tuned <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Just do it. My journey. You guys will come Just along for the journey. journey. You are jumping um, in. You know, on my journey, you guys, I will I will share um, all along the way. Um, but I do have to find something. Well, you know, because you, if you're not if you're not living in your purpose, honestly, you do feel it. So um, yeah. you do feel it. You feel a void. Um, and so, you know, hopefully you'll come along for the journey and the ride. I need to find. You know, I've got to get the fear. And, and you know, this has been very encouraging for me. Yes. Um, you just got to jump out there. Just do it. You just got to do one it. Thing. Pick something. And if it doesn't work, you'll be all right. It's okay. So, and you're, you'll be all right. So, you know. Because I want to, I actually want to start my own, you know, now that I've got this I'm a licensed attorney now. Like I'm legit. Come on, licensed you know, attorney. Yes, come on. I want to do, do, do my own thing. So I'm like, what, but I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do, Michelle? But you know what? You got to start. You know, if you yes. don't start, you won't find. And maybe yes. the first thing I choose may not be it, but somewhere along the way, you've done all that for a reason. So just, you know, you just got to do it. Just figure it out. Just Last year, it. we went plant-based and Samantha has, has oh, watched my do. Ooh, you yes. know, it was a struggle and, um, 
I was trying to figure out, like, mm-hmm. I had so many people reach out to me and mm-hmm. ask for, like, mm-hmm. how did you do this? Mm-hmm. And so now we've figured out a way how to monetize that space. Like, our daughter yeah. is oh, now yeah. selling cauliflower yep. sandwiches, yep. a yep. legit business. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. I'm going to be making some drinks, like, some healthy drinks uh-huh. um, that includes fruits and vegetables uh-huh. in it. And, like, there's a way uh-huh. to monetize the things uh-huh. that you're already doing. Yep. yep. Yeah. And you can make money from it and yeah. still enjoy it. And yeah. I'm still helping other people. Like, yeah. I enjoy giving guests. People who want to go plant-based, I'm like, here's what you should buy. Here's yeah. the first. I lo- it's fun. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. I'm already doing it in my life, so why yeah. don't I share what <laughs> yeah. I've learned? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. what we're here to share. I'm telling y'all. Yeah. Is this, Every time you shut down and you don't want to share something or you're scared to, like, give somebody the sauce about something. Why? You know, y'all, that is mm-hmm. that is of the world. Mm-hmm. That is not your true self. I don't understand it. Remove that layer. I told you when I was trying to figure out how to do the shared kitchen thing and everything that you need, I created a document and I posted it online for other people because it was a struggle. It wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's a secret. If you've done it and you knew the Mm -hmm. process was hard, create an easier process Mm -hmm. for someone else. And so now, it took me, what, 20 minutes to create the document and now other people have it. I listen I've literally been around people who so they were they're experiencing some success in their career and they said that like uh no I'm not gonna put them on they need to figure out how to do it like I figured out how to do it oh wow and honestly this is I feel like especially in the black community this is an idea that has just been perpetuated by just I don't even know who or why just probably just the destruction like most other things that's been perpetuated in our Mm -hmm. community but um, it's bullshit okay yes completely and totally nobody can do you like like you uh-huh. do you mm-hmm. there's nothing in my first like i love i seen um jeff williams posted one time and said that you shouldn't be charging people for game mm-hmm. now if you want now if they want you to do that for them then yes that's what you charge for mm-hmm. and so that's one of the things that i love because like when if somebody asks me questions about what i use to design how i do stuff blah blah you cannot imitate my creativity that's in my mind where exactly I, I will give that's you all unique. the sauce i use yep. adobe illustrator i yep. use canva for social media graphics yes. i use templates and by the time i'm done with them they don't look nothing like that like yep. i just yet i do all of these things you know i'm not about to charge you to give you game now if i'm which is why when I, even when I do Canva tutorials and stuff, I make something for somebody. Mm. So, cause I'm not going to charge you for doing a tutorial and you ain't getting nothing out of this. That, that just don't sit right with my spirit. Mm -hmm. So I'll make you some graphics or I'll make you some business card or something and I'll walk you through the process for free, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's that same kind of thing of just changing our dynamics and the culture in our city to be more supportive. I was telling somebody last night, you know, we're the 12th largest city in our country. Yes, yes we right? are. Yep. And why we do not have thriving industries. Like, what? Seriously, I want y'all to really think about this. What is the major difference between here and Atlanta? Tell me. You know, I'm going to be honest, because I've been in Atlanta. Yeah. And, and you go back and forth. Yeah, I go back and forth to Atlanta. Yep. The difference is, is... One, like, I forgot the numbers for Indy, but we're, like, very small black Mm -hmm. people as a community. Mm -hmm. We have a small. Atlanta is, like, 50%. And so, like, that's the difference. And I think it's just the culture and the mindset. Like, the culture and the mindset is in Atlanta that anything is possible. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that we're going to grind hard. It's like, it's we're not different people. Mm -hmm. It's just the culture Mm -hmm. of Atlanta is about, like, entrepreneurship mm-hmm. where yes. here the culture is go to school get your education mm-hmm. 
and that's the way to that's life. That's exactly mm-hmm. my point. And mm-hmm. that's why it's hindered us in certain industries, especially creative industries, mm-hmm. right? So when we talk about arts, when we talk about music, when we talk about, uh, like even with what I do, with graphics and stuff like that, it's when you start talking about creative things, doing these podcasts and stuff, people always leave here mm-hmm. to go and try to really make their way in these industries. And when you just look at raw material, just raw material of what we have here, mm-hmm. there's no reason why we can't do all these things here. Absolutely no reason. And then we are so strategically placed in the country, too. We are. We are, we are so central. I think mm-hmm. we have more um, interstates that cross uh, yeah. Indiana than any state. Yep. We can't. There's nowhere. Listen, we can be at a lot of major cities in less than 10 hours. Yeah. Yep. Driving. Yep. Yes. Y'all. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's no reason why we can't make all of these things successful here. It's just a change of mindset. Mindset. And I think we, we have to that. start seeing more people actually do it. Right? We can do that. My daughter's dad that I'm, I'm talking about so much, he moved to Atlanta. That's where he lives. Yep. Um, because, like, when he first started off, he was doing video and photography and design. and But, like, here in Indy, he struggled with, like, yep. getting the support that he needed. So he moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Now he's moved on from that. But, like, successfully as an entrepreneur, he's done a lot better in Atlanta than mm-hmm. he did here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's just the mindset and the mentality. One, like... One of the things that you have to get through when you do find your purpose and you start charging for it, some people are going to pay and some people mm-hmm. are not. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's okay. Set your prices based on your quality of your work and what you're worth yep. and not based on what other people think that it should be. Yep. Because that person just doesn't have the budget for you and they just have to go find someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's just <laughs> like, not, it know. is what it is. I remember when he first started doing for um, videography work, he was charging really low rates and he I'm... I know y'all it's a little biased, but I felt like he was really good at what he did. Yeah. And he had to eventually learn, like, I can't function in exactly. this space. I have to set my prices at a standard and those that it can afford me will and they those that it can't can. won't. Mm-hmm. And it's just part of life. Like anything that you do, if I'm looking for a cake for my wedding, Mm-hmm. I may not be able to afford a thousand dollar cake. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's okay. You don't have to drop your prices for me. I'm going to go to someone else that I that I can afford, and I'm also going to pay for what I get. Mm-hmm. Like what you pay mm-hmm. for what you. Mm-hmm. What's the saying? Yeah. You pay. You get for, what you pay you for. You get what you pay for. Yes. yes. So you get what you pay for, and so yes. that plays a, a role too. But I know that I have a five hundred dollar budget. I'm going to get a five hundred dollar cake. That's a fact. And that's like, I I dealt with that. So when I was doing the mini dip and I reached out to people, uh, some of my pitches for people to sponsor because, so I'm big on, we talked about investing first. I'm big on investing first. Mm -hmm. So I didn't ask anybody to come to the table for free, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. So if you get a product at the mini dip, I at least covered their cost, Mm -hmm. right? So it was a break even. So it at least didn't cost them anything. I also didn't charge them. So I didn't charge them any kind of vendor fees. There's Mm -hmm. no nothing like that. I didn't want any of that because I'm invested in changing the culture Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to extend first. I'm trying to invest first. Mm -hmm. And so uh, some of the things like when I reached out to, and I want to share this story, but when I reached out to the woman who does Bottle Bay to make cocktails, she told me her first price. And I was like, woo, sis. That's steep for my budget. I said, but I don't want to, you know, lessen your, you know, your value or nothing. I'll just have to figure out something else just because it don't match my budget. Right. No big deal. Like, yeah, it was yeah. no shade. I'm, thank you for responding. You know, hit me, blah, blah, blah. She was like, well, what is your budget? And I was like, well, I would like to pay this amount per gallon. And she was like, okay. And did it. 
That's amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, yo, I was just like, that is so dope because it's, I, I just feel like too, when you affirm somebody, it's like, no, listen, I'm not trying to cheat you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just my budget isn't mm-hmm. there. I'm paying for this out of pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yes. I appreciate, and, exactly. and I wanted to shout her out on that because I'm so grateful that she did that um, because, you know. It, it helped us have a better mm-hmm. event, have better drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but maybe uh, she wanted to invest in what yes. you were doing, so mm-hmm. she didn't need to make a monetary profit off of it. But maybe the fact that she's getting exposure at your event. Yes, I is, think is too. Payment, you know, I think it we're might have helped too that somebody actually told the truth, and instead yeah. of just being, "Oh, you're expensive," you're yeah, like, I, I would never say that to her. When people do, girl, that. you are the only one who can name your price. Uh-huh. Yes. You know what into the when uh-huh. it when it, well, what went into mm-hmm. this? I don't. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I'm never gonna ask you to cheapen our price just because you know what I mean. If you're not in my budget, you're just not in my budget. That's okay. not in my budget. I need to and get. I need okay. to. I need to get my so, level up. If I'm not I on your budget, my, yes. I need to get up to your level. Yes. If I can't afford you, like that you don't need to come fact. down to mine. That's so. a fact. I, there was something I was just doing. I can't even remember what it was now. I feel like it was something with graphics or something. But I was telling my husband, I was like, listen, this process either needs to be more efficient, or I'm gonna have to charge more for this. Charge more because charge more. I could tell. I could tell what I was doing. Okay, this what I'm charging now does not equate to the amount of work that's going into this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but you got to be able to recognize that about your process and stuff, and seeing which one needs to change. You know, it's likely it's the price because I have seen y'all people charge for quality. That is not worth that price. Absolutely. In fairness. Yes. Just like it. Yes. In fairness. So, uh, so having a realistic, having a realistic view of your products, what you offer, what you put into it and, and setting, but setting a, a solid price. You Absolutely. Know, I would, yo, when people really start talking about price and we start talking about breakdowns, it is crazy the way I see people come up with prices. Like, I know I'm getting off topic, but uh, I think we've been off topic. No, I'm just kidding. I know. Like, no, no. Here, so okay, okay. No, but for real, when we were talking about getting rid of fear and just jumping in, um, it really, it really kind of set me up good, and I missed the window for our word of wisdom this week. So we're gonna close, okay, um, with the word of wisdom, and then of course say goodbye to Rosie because we're so grateful that you came. Yay. Thank you. But, I'm grateful that you guys even thought to have me on here. That's like. So like, oh, little old me. Thanks. <laughs> You're incredible. <laughs> uh, not little. Uh, uh, it's no. amazing and no. it's massive. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. And we're gonna change the culture of this city together. One yes. At a time, yes, one we are. At a time. Absolutely. We are. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's stopping us from being great here too, mm-hmm. y'all. Y'all don't have to go to Houston, Houston, Atlanta, mm-hmm. Vegas, right? We don't. Have, you right. don't have to go. Stay in Indy, You don't have please. to run away to we LA don't. or to Houston or to Atlanta or or wherever. We can do it here. We can create this culture here in Indianapolis. We just one at a time. Mm-hmm. We're getting there though. Mm-hmm. We are getting there. COVID showed a lot. Mm-hmm. Showed a lot. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of businesses here. Locally locally in indie pop out from COVID and I'm really proud of my people. Yes. Pop yes. out. Yes. Okay, so our word of wisdom today, and this is so funny because I wrote this before, but it's to go full throttle. One hundred percent. Give it your all. Right. And I started thinking about this because I was thinking about the scripture, the scripture in Ecclesiastes five, where God says, uh, well, or where they're talking and he says that it's better to not make an oath to God than to make one and break it. it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I started thinking about that concept. And then I started thinking about how when we do things half heartedly and then we fail, it affirms those self-limiting beliefs 
that you were going to feel from the beginning, mm-hmm. which True. is what was stopping you from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I needed to hear this today. Mm-hmm. So it was, so it, it, it crazy. It just blew my mind thinking about the fact that, yo, I am, as soon as I do something without 100% investment, I immediately set myself up to reinforce those beliefs that I couldn't do it to begin with. Mm-hmm. So some of us are out here failing, not because we can't do it, but because we're not fully invested. Mm. And I, I really wanted to pose this question and you don't have to answer it. You can answer it later. You can comment, you can share it, tag us in it. But I want you to think about what in your life can you truly say you're giving 100% of yourself to? Because I confronted myself with this question a few years ago and I legitimately legitimately looked at my husband with tears in my eyes and said, there's not a single thing that I think I've given everything to. Probably him and my kids are the closest, mm-hmm. but I can't think of a single thing where I left it all on the floor, like we would say in sports, right? Like I gave my all to this. So I just want to encourage you guys this week. That as you guys move forward, as you pursue something, as you jump in. um, So this is a statistic that 80% of success is psychology and Mm -hmm. 20% is mechanics. Yes. Right. So if you're failing, it's most likely in in your head Mm -hmm. than in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So make sure the mechanics are right. But most importantly, make sure you're believing right. right. Who else? Like who else could you have faith in more than yourself? You're inside your own head. You know your own heart. You know your own capabilities. Just like last week, we talked about knowing your shape so you know where you fit. Listen, know you, know that you can succeed, know where you fit and jump all the way in and you're going to be successful, period, because we're not letting you be anything else, Mm -hmm. right? So that's our wisdom this week. I hope that blesses you guys. I hope you guys can carry that through. We will be back again next week still on pursuing purpose rosie you're amazing thank you thank you you for having me it was nice listening and hearing your story and and talking to you guys it's awesome yeah anything michelle anything in closing i wanted to also give you space to no i'm just still thinking you know even the hundred percent stuff i mean i love you know this these last couple weeks have just really blessed me really and it's just encouraging and just women encouraging each other and just helping each other along the journey right because yes. it's it's what it is we just have this journey we all have different journeys but just the support and just um like I said helping I appreciate your story I mean it's kind of it actually if we talked longer you we actually have some similarities yes mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we talked long enough and so you know thank you for sharing your story too because sometimes I think we keep all this stuff inside mm-hmm. and we don't share with other people and I think other people can learn so much from our journeys yes um, and that's where we're here to tell we're here to talk we're here and if, you know in the church they say testimony but we're here to yes. share our lives with people so I do appreciate your story and thank you so much for sharing and I think I might get your number because I might need some counseling no. yes <laughs> girl, please coaching yes and all that yes absolutely so real quick coming up we have the mini dip coming up of course if you're registered be looking for an email this week we have a love delivered y'all this is my heart I don't ask y'all for nothing 
If y'all do anything, if you have anything to give, please give to Love Delivered. You can give via Cash App at uh, Christ Up Sam. You can give at PayPal um, at Christ Up Sam too. And um, I would really, really, really appreciate it. Next month, we are paying for women to get their houses cleaned. We are paying. Yes. <laughs> we are paying for women, two women to get their house cleaned. Um, five women to receive a love gift so on their porch. And then uh, one woman will get a room redone in their house, a little sanctuary for them. So y'all, please, 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 the more y'all give, the more we can really bless and be a support to these women. Because every time, you look, every now and again, we just need a little head start on some things, mm -hmm. right? And we can do that for these women uh, coming up so that the later half of their year can really get them going. It doesn't have to be January. We can do spring cleaning and stuff in August, y'all. Yes, we can. We can. Absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. let's uh, please, please, please support uh, if you see the post, please share it. Even if you can't give to it, please share it so that somebody else can share it via messenger, via text message, even. However, we, um, of course, we always appreciate the support. I think that's it. Other than the podcast coming next mm -hmm. week. So you guys, I know you guys will hear this Friday. So enjoy your weekend. Uh, catch up on the other episode. Listen to this one so you can be ready for our next one because we're just going to keep building. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.